I see this show is sponsored by Headley, Headley. This show is sponsored by Headley. Kathy, you would not have made a good beatnik in the 50s. I don't like berets. You don't like berets? And I don't, uh, I don't think you're a huge fan of the written word. I'm a huge fan of the written word. I am not a fan of poems. What about not Dr. as a Seuss? general rule? It's just that, well, Dr. Seuss is in a class all by himself for crying out loud. Okay, I just want to make sure because that is like I wrote. I never. I don't even think I've ever talked about this on the show. I actually published a poetry book. A poetry, prose, writings, you know, crazy things like uh, 2003. And it's awful. It's legitimately awful because the only people I was inspired to write by, I'm not a huge reader. So pretty much all of my poems just sound like really dark, fucked up Dr. Seuss or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of tempo. I mean, that sounds very much like you, Boogie. Yeah. So, uh. So it was disastrous. Maybe I'll, uh, just to annoy you and everyone else, maybe I'll dig up the cop. It was so bad. Like years later, after I'd done some personal work on myself, I went and reread the book. It had like a uh-huh. hundred things in it. And I literally grabbed all the boxes and threw them in the trash. I'm like, dear God, this emo motherfucker. Yowza. Yeah. That, yeah. I I want to say I'd want to read that, but just the description you just gave makes me want to do almost anything but. But that's not what's important, Kathy. The important thing is, is that you have a vagina and you like Dr. Seuss. That's what I'm grabbing from this uh, pre-show that we're doing right now. Hey, you're pretty uh, hard up if that's all it takes. That's all it takes, Kathy. Have you used your vibrator this uh, this week? I did. I had to recharge it because I, I tend to. I mean, that thing lasts for fucking ever. First of all, it's absolutely amazing. It's so powerful, and I forget. I'll I like gamble with my orgasm, which is not a good thing <laughs> at my age. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, I didn't remember to charge it. I think I can go for it. I'm like, oh, you're like, okay, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates. Come on, let's nut this fucker out. <laughs> oh, shit, it's getting weaker. It's getting weaker. Ah, oh, yeah. it's, it's that's the worst, uh, the worst fucking feeling in the world when you realize you're not going to make it before the battery goes out. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's horrible. Oh, nuclear powered vibrators are the next new thing. Oh, Kathy, let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the ever-vibrating, never-running-out-of-energy-or-power-perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Uh, Yeah, recording surprisingly with very few problems tonight on Zencaster, and Boogie and I are very happy about that. Uh, What say you, Boogie? Well, goddammit, Kathy, I've had uh, a, a pretty interesting week. And uh, I'm very excited. I, I'm not excited about your vibrator running. I mean, did were you able to nut before it ran out? Or yes, that l- okay. luckily I was. So all was good in orgasm land. Thank God, because boy, would you be a grumpy poopy pants if not. And I would take it all out on you. Yes, you would, gentlemen. If you're with, because there's you know there's plug in. Obviously, it's more consistent with a plug-in vibrator, but sometimes those are too powerful for some people because it's like a jackhammer. But, of course, you could throw, like, a little towelette over your vulva, and, you know, it... Uh... Notice that I'm using the word vulva instead of vagina, Kathy, because I'm up in my uh, my vagina education. Have you learned your lesson the hard way? Somebody must have said something for to you for you to actually, you know, go the extra mile and make sure. I'm sure, I'm quite sure that in front of you somewhere is a sticky that says vulva on it. No, no, no. Well, I, I mean, intellectually in my head, yes. <laughs> but I went online and 
And I got, I don't know if I said this already on the show, but I took all these vagina quizzes. Like, how well do you know a vagina? And as somebody who is a pervert, you know, I want to feel like I'm educated about the part of the anatomy on the female that I'm very interested in more than sports or cars or jewelry. And I took some, you know, and, uh, and there was actually some stuff I, I hadn't really thought of before, like the idea of the difference between the vulva and the vagina. Uh huh. So the vulva, you know, people always call everything the vagina, like the clit, right. the labia minora, the labia majora, the blah, blah, and the inside stuff. I, ha- I have been guilty of that myself, so I totally get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so, but I guess technically the vulva is everything on the outside, lips and clit That's and right. hood and stuff like that. And the vagina is actually everything on the inside. That's true. Are you excited about this discovery? <laughs> I am because now I feel like I'm all down. I mean, I can be stupid with our listeners. It's not like any of them are going to fuck me. But I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the difference now. I'm pretty, uh, pretty elite. <laughs> so I'm glad your vulva exploration. That's true. I think I actually got schooled by I got schooled by a listener, I think, at some point. I was told, that's the vulva, Kathy. Wow. <laughs> well, I am glad that we are now evolved in our knowledge no. of the vagina. No, you did not. I did. <laughs> Bam, bitches. Take I that. <laughs> we have evolved. Uh, it was good for a half a point give me the half point i will give you half a point but i do have kind of a funny story because the other day it was memorial day here um and uh everything's closed so i'm in the car so i can't go to storage i can't go to the library and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna just gonna actually suck it up and go just buy a coffee in like a coffee shop and then use their Wi-Fi and, you know, hang out for a couple hours. You know, like a little treat to myself. Go inside somewhere. What? what... You buy a coffee? Well, no. I mean, I'm not opposed to buying a coffee. It's just the whole idea of sitting down in a coffee shop. Because I'm nuts enough in the fucking library with with inappropriate people noises and crazy people. But, you know, I kind of accepted the fact coffee houses are going to be very noisy. Put on my headphones and just hang out. So I walk into a coffee bean and uh, there's like some gravelly old lady behind the counter. She's like, I welcome the coffee bean. What do you want? And so I get a coffee. What was funny was when I walk in the door, there's a table with an outlet, a little table next to a big table. And at the big table was this giant, fat, homelessly looking guy, like older guy. You know, like 10 years older and 60 pounds fatter than me. Ooh. And he's sitting there. He's giving me this eye, right? This guy's just eyeballing me like I'm on his turf or something like that. And uh, and then eventually this guy gets up to go pee or whatever. And I, like, go to move. He's like, oh, no, you're okay. And he's like, so what are you working on? Like, he's going to start a conversation with me now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing some editing, blah, 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 blah. So he goes to Pete and comes back, right? And he starts to wiggle his fat way through the little space between us. And he's all, so, uh, you know, like now he's my buddy all of a sudden because I didn't, you know, try to hit on the old ladies or something. And and he's like, so what kind of podcast do you do? <gasps> and just real casual, I'm just all, oh, it's, you know, it's like adult stuff. And then I, you know, just went back to my thing. And all of a sudden, I feel this giant man change behavior and lean into me <gasps> and he actually pokes me what with his finger what and he gets this serious look on his face and he leans over me and speaks in a tone like a fucking politician making a fucking campaign promise and he looks me dead in the eye and he goes i really like porn <gasps> no <laughs> You're lying. That did not happen. Exactly. And he just like his face was all stressed. Like, like, oh, he finally found someone he could just admit. I do this with guys. We talk about this on the show every six months. I say one thing to guys and they're just dying. 
to let you know how fucking freaky they are, whether they're stabbing fake fuck dolls oh, or uh, actually I never God. told that story. That's incredible. I'll share it another time. But uh, yeah. So like just God, I really like porn. And I'm like, I believe you. I absolutely believe that you are not lying. Very quickly after that, I packed my stuff up, spit my coffee grounds into the cup and moseyed on my way. Um, how do you attract these people? Only you, Boogie. Well, in a sense, it kind of validates my whole idea behind like why we do the show and why there needs to be more conversations. Like there are so many guys that are just literally pent up and and dealing with these feelings and desires and whatever, but society tells them they're creeps and they can't talk about it. And I think sometimes that can manifest itself into really negative behaviors or maybe even pushing boundaries or, you know, being inappropriate because they're not able to, we're not able to say, hey, these are okay feelings to have. But if you're going to interact with other humans about it, you know, here are protocols and, you know, you know, consent and limits and personal space. Like the guy poked me. It was creepy. Like he had to make some fucking connection, like his giant, fat, sweaty fucking pig finger (laughs) just like right on my arm. Like why? So he could make sure he connected with me on how much he likes porn. Probably (laughs) jerked off in that hand before he went and poked me with it. Oh, my God. Maybe next time you don't say like it's anything alluding to that, but you just keep that shit to yourself. Why you got to tell everybody what you're doing? Because I'm an evangelist and there's a part of me that wants people to be able to, you know, like let air out of the balloon. I don't know. Oh, it's just God. creepy. Next time, say nothing. Just say it's personal. <laughs> That's it. I don't like talking about it. You can say anything. You're a belligerent old curmudgeon. I'm sure you could come up with all kinds of things to shut people down. Stop sharing everything with everybody. God, what? Didn't your parents ever teach you not to talk to strangers? (laughs) No. Yes, they they did. They really encouraged me. Be more social. Maybe one of these people will take you in their car and drive you away. Oh, my God. They're all, yeah, candy from strangers is great. Jump in the van. Go look for the fucking puppy with them. I'm quite sure your parents did not encourage you in this fashion. (laughs) I think they did. Oh, my God. That pipe helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post has specifically granted us permission to talky, make talky about it. Did I say it right? What? What am I supposed to say? You said it right, and then you just get all nervous and paranoid at the end. Well, I don't know. I just want to say it right, because I don't okay, want to fuck it up it right. since, since you said I have to handle this one. Yes, I, don't I wanna, did. I don't want to make, you know, make myself look any stupider than I have to. Well, good luck with that. Oh. I really <laughs> like porn, Kathy. Ew. <laughs> Greasy fat finger poking me. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Probably, you know, we always talk shit about the names of the people that give us permission to talk about their posts. That's true. I think this is one of the best names for shit talking of any uh, name we have had recently. I love this person's name. Really? Okay. Her name is Humidity. I have to say that's, uh, I'm not understanding the name, but uh, I say that takes a lot of balls. How can you not see the subtext in that name, Kathy. What? My name is Humidity because she's always wet and ready. Oh, my God. No one is ever going to let us give us permission to use their posts again. Why do we do this every time? Well, it's what's it going to be? My name is Humidity because I hang out in Florida and and pee on alligators? Like, what? That's got to be what it is. Oh my God. If, if, if the poster listens, let us know what humidity is like, but I think it's reference to, I think it's because she's wet and always ready. But anyway, she wrote, this is actually a super, super short post, 
but it's a really good super super short post because it, we'll talk about it. She okay. wrote a post called "I'm sorry, but sex will never dot 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 be enough just for me to stick around. I need my soul fed, spiritual growth. Teach me, mold me, guide me, talk to me, love me, connect with me, and all caps understand me." Brava, That's, brava. That is, that is the whole post from Humidity, yeah. who was good, always good for her. Ready. Yes. I'm, now then, a, why did I assume this was a woman? What? Because humidity, it would be what? Well, because if a jizz. <laughs> yeah, because if guys are wet and ready, you just think their ass crack is sweaty. That's like oh me and humidity. That's like not that sexy. Big, fat guy sticking his finger yeah. in your face. Of all that guy was hum- not humidity. He was just man wet. That's gross. Ew. But I really like this because, and of course, instantly when I saw it, I thought of you and and the potential for demisexual and and. But it it all of a sudden became kind of more because then I'm like, well, you know, when is sex enough and when is it not enough? And you know, because it can be both at different times in your life. Like with you, like most of the time you're very demisexual, but then after you just went through the whole thing with fucking creative explorer, um, you know, you're not looking for that right now cause you're recovering, but you have mentioned that you still have a desire for sex in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, like when is sex enough? When is sex not enough? And what types of relationships provide one or the other? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one for me because there are a lot of things wrapped up in the whole intimate sexual uh, relationship with me. So, you know, without boring you too much and getting into much of my recent therapy, uh, I will tell you that, and then none of this is a discovery for me. It's just that it cemented in truly why it is I look for certain people as partners, whether in friendships or intimate relationships, doesn't matter. Um, And that is that I actually, I need that connection because I've been starved for that connection since I was a kid. I don't think I've ever really felt seen by people who loved me. And as emo as that fucking sounds, I don't care because it drives absolutely every decision I've ever made. And it's, so it was upsetting at me to dis- uh, upsetting for me to discover that as an adult, I was still allowing my inner child, quote unquote, to make decisions for me because right. I was still searching for the shit that I had been searching for since I was way, way, way little. And so sexuality and intimate partners are no fucking different. Without that substance, my blood runs cold. I have, I feel like I've had a superficial nonsense casual relationships enough in my life and they don't feed me they don't give me anything they don't give me any warmth and i am freezing for that type of intimate connection if i do not have it um i simply cannot even sit down and talk with you let alone allow you to fuck me Hmm. And so I, and here's the thing that is difficult for people to understand because I get it. It's counterintuitive. You don't have to know someone inside and out, up and down, know them for 20 years before you can feel connected to them. If, if I feel respect from you, if I feel that I can trust you, and if I feel that even if we're only together for a few hours, that during those few hours, you're with me. You're not in your head somewhere else. And you're actually seeing me and looking at me and wanting to be there because of me, not just because I'm a whole. Hey, man, I can have all the one night stands you can bring at me if I could have that kind of connection. It does not need to be a lifelong relationship. I think that is actually fantastic that you say that. So I'm not the only one saying that because from my point of view, and a lot of people think that you're not going to get to that point to where somebody gets you 
Like she put in all caps, understand me, which is very, very common. We all want to know that we have somebody that like gets you, that understands who you are without all of the bullshit facade. And it's so important. But what type of a relationship do you need to be at? Before you feel someone gets you or can be an inspiration to you in her. A lot of hers were like, teach me, mold me, guide me. You know, a lot of that, you know, it sounds like she's looking for, you know, a mentor type. Maybe I don't know what her, her, uh, you know, top bottom, what she's looking for. But she has some a lot of different specific things that she needs. And it's important to note, just like you said, You don't need to have a long committed relationship with people to find those things. And I think that that's really important. I can give you example after example of what a complete turnoff it is to be sitting at a party or at a club with somebody and they're talking to you. They at least wanted were engaged enough to come down and sit down and talk with me. Um, And their eyes are wandering and they're not listening to a fucking word I'm saying. And you know that you're not on their mind. Just a warm body is on their mind. Right. Versus I can remember on two or three occasions where I was talking to somebody and and they were completely invested in what I was saying. I remember the eye contact. I remember the interest in, in, in being there. If you don't. If you are not committed to sitting down and and seeing me and being in a conversation with me, you know, fucking there's the door. I have no time for somebody who is just looking for a warm body. Right. And I and I'm kind of the same way myself, too. Like I can demo play and do sexual things with people like I kind of. Because I got the erectile dysfunction thing, I have to have a level of comfort with my partner before my brain isn't so all over the place that I sabotage my own dick. So even though I can do a lot of sexual things with people and do a lot of play, that's just specifically about the play to get to the level of sex for me. I mean, it's not an absolute. There are times where I'm just, you know, the chemistry's hot and it's just all about sex and you fuck like bunnies and then they leave and you don't see them ever again. Um, But that's pretty rare. But in the majority of my situations, I'm always looking for someone to play with again. And, And the sex lasts however long it lasts. But after that, then I am looking for some sort of connection, a person I can talk to, a person that's going to be, you know, exploring in their own personal minds and their feelings and how they look at the universe. And and just like the poster said, someone that understands me and maybe even relates to me on a certain level. And I think that's kind of like I love sex. Don't get me wrong. This is a sex positive podcast. <laughs> But there, but there really are some other things that need to kind of take place. And they're different things. You know, in some ways, the sex is better when you have some of those other things in place where you feel that connection with someone. But I'm not going to say that it's not totally hot when it's just chemistry and they're just using my meat, you know. Right. But I think what's important for me is I need to kind of reevaluate that from time to time because I think a lot of times we have our morals and standards that we set into place and maybe we've grown a little bit or we've done some self-work and we're still kind of holding on to I need this you have this checklist and I found that my checklist today isn't the same as my checklist a couple years ago like I I feel I need different things today and I think it's important to reevaluate that in like the poster did in such a short post these are the things I feel I need right. how can I acquire those things with a partner or do I need to work on my relationship with myself and not get in anything serious with somebody and maybe not have everything on that list but what are the basics that I need 
to be sexual with because I I like touch and intimacy. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I do. Uh, I've had to do that kind of reevaluation too, and uh, things change over time. I mean, I don't. Th- I think fu- fundamentally we're we're all pretty much the, the same. We don't change that drastically. But I hear you. I absolutely my list has has changed. Um, um, and I'm also the same. I, I agree with what you said about uh, pickup play or just playing casually. There's there's a lot that I can get from people. Um, um, so I, I I don't I've enjoyed pickup play too. I I absolutely don't need a complete intimate you know involved relationship just to communicate with somebody, but. Uh, it's very interesting what you bring up about things uh, changing and your list changing because that that is very very true and I've noticed it not only for myself but for other people because to my surprise when I started looking back at my history in the community I realized wow I've been there since 2007 that's a long time and over that time if I look at the friends that I've been able to maintain the friendships I've been able to maintain almost almost without exception everybody has changed enough that it makes my it makes me turn around and go wow that's i don't think i would recognize that person from you know 10 15 years ago that much that i i would feel that they've changed so very interesting sexy with a scalpel half girl cut some body parts if you choose to fuck with her it might not be that smart path girl path girl I think that's my favorite intro yet. Is it? I need a jingle with that. Yeah, it's really hard to not like blast the microphone because it's all peas. So you got to be like, kind of pull it away, so I don't a spit all over myself. Or B, distort everything, but you know. Mm -hmm. That's what we do, Path Girl, when it's a crazy day, when it's a wild and kooky, nutty day that you have had chopping up pieces of humans. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a crazy day. I was actually late coming here because we're going undergoing a huge national inspection and they're pulling people out of my room. So I'm like, I I gotta go at like you know, three o'clock to go tape a podcast. Let's go, people. <laughs> I got to go make this happen. Can we just put these little pieces in order? Chop, 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 splice, splice, splice. Look, it's an eyeball. It's a tip. What? Uh, well, nobody will throw them away. We actually did get an eyeball today, but we have to send it off because we our lab can't process them. We don't have the equipment to process them. So You can't process an eyeball. Ugh. You could have made a keychain out of that. <laughs> That would be oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> like dip it in uh, resin, the epoxy resin. resin that yeah, would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know that you know there's a pathologist somewhere in the world that has a collection of extra eyeballs. Oh, there's been several pathologists I've known over the years that when I've gone over to their house, they've saved specimens and formalin jars in their garage. <laughs> not kidding not kidding like in the good old days when you could take stuff home <laughs> in the, when there was a to-go bag at the coroner's office what about them old days path girl what about them old days well after 30 days everything's medical waste anyway so it's going in the garbage so in the garbage or in somebody's garage same difference <laughs> you could literally have a bag of knuckles a, just a bag there you go a bag of dried knuckles and then shake them up like a maraca, like maybe hollow out a gourd and just fill it with like <laughs> dried knuckles. Shakataka, 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 shakataka. Yeah, I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. You could literally feed someone a knuckle sandwich. Uh. Come on. Come on, Pat. It's been that kind of day, pumpkin. It's it I guess so. Absolutely been that type of day. How are things otherwise for you? Um Things are really, really, really good in Path Girls World. When last you left me, um, I was going on a first date with a guy. And uh, fast forward about a month, I am off all the dating apps and exclusive with him and in love. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. you s- and uh, let's not forget the most important information that you shared with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. There was also anal. 
That's that's what the yes, perverted podcast listeners want to know. Did you yes. get to the butt fucking? Yes, we did actually because he was an, as, as as he put it an anal virgin. So I I gave him that on the second time that we had sex, and absolutely he absolutely loved it. <laughs> so. Meaning you did him or he did you? <laughs> no, no, no. He did me. He did me. He's, oh, okay, he's, he's he's a top. He's a top. So oh, okay. Um, but well, tops uh, can yeah, like stuff in very, their ass too. True, true, true. But he's he's new to kink, but he's progressing very well with all the little things I've been giving him with, like, biting and scratching and hair pulling. And we actually even tried some breath play uh, back on Wednesday. So uh, he did very well with that. And since I am talking to you, I'm assuming that did not go bad. No, that went very well. I, I taught him the correct way to do the carotid compression and uh, gave him the finger singles to tap out if I needed to. But he actually let go a few seconds before I needed him to. So it was it was very good. It was a very good first time for breath play. I'm actually taking him to um, my local dungeon next Saturday. Uh, and then the following weekend, we have a private play party uh, at a friend's house. So he's going to get some further education on throwing a whip and throwing a, a, a dragon tail and stuff like that. All the stuff that's kind of, you know, hard to kind of practice on somebody with. <laughs> right. That's like where you get the sumo suit on and you put the towel around your neck and your head and you're up your spine and you duct tape like towels up your spine. And then you're like, mm -hmm. okay, honey, go ahead and practice. <laughs> Well, a lot of times I've seen people hold up like a piece of paper on a clothesline, especially with a dragon tail, where it's just kind of like, can you hit the paper and then can you consistently hit the paper in the same spot? And okay, now can you move it, you know, over different parts of the paper and then make the paper smaller? And, you know, you kind of learn that way. Sure. That's so. the boring way. Yeah. That's the lame oh, way. True. I'd rather just duct tape <laughs> all the potential bad areas on you to where mm -hmm. nothing can hit you bad and then just hit you in the mm -hmm. good areas. Work on it that way. But some chicks yeah. don't like duct tape on them, I guess. Which we're going to kind of talk uh, about tape and stuff yeah. like that in a minute. Uh -huh. But uh, I'm glad things are going uh, good with the new dude. I hope they progress. It's been a long time coming I for you so. to have someone that uh, that you could go smooth with. Uh -huh. I like the word smooth. That's a new word for a <laughs> relationship that's actually functional. Are you going Functional, smooth? Functional, healthy. Yeah. Are you going yeah. smooth with this person? I'm going smooth. That's very nice. Oh, and uh, to back up a little bit, um, mm -hmm. I don't recommend anyone do breath play. That's uh, that's that's uh, not something I recommend. There are a lot of risks, and you should learn yes. risk-aware consensual kink. And if you do it, that yes. is your own goddamn business, and I wish you all the best mm -hmm. and not die. But I personally uh, don't recommend it for anybody. So, that yes. being said, we are going to go to some to some magic that we haven't touched on the show in a while. And this was your suggestion. And because uh, it's been a while since we actually did BDSM on a budget. Yeah. How to, how to, you know, whether you're going on the cheap, you don't have a lot of money for toys, or you're new to kink, or you, uh, you're you on a holiday and you can't bring your, your toys on the plane with you because TSA will right. confiscate them, or you just want to, you got kids in the house, you got to be discreet, you can't have, you know, them going through your drawers and finding all your fancy floggers and, you know, razor blade dildos or whatever the fuck you got. So a mm. real great way to get around that is to be able to make your own toys out of normal household island I, islands, normal household islands, because that's what you keep around the house <laughs> um, items or items that you get from basic, uh, you know, cheap places like dollar store. Uh, I think in the UK they had a place called Pound a Lot or not. I don't know. UK, email us at <laughs> pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. It's, it's a place where they sell a lot of things on the cheap. So, uh, right. so I got a, a bunch of lists, and I'm sure you uh -huh. have some lists too, but I broke it down oh, yeah. to stingy, thuddy, scratchy bondage floggers, and then, of course, wind up with like cleaning and safety and stuff like that. So. Uh -huh. Uh, you have your list of, of favorite uh, BDSM on a budget things? I'm not as organized as you. I'm very proud of you for being so organized and the stingy and study. I just made a list of all the stuff I could think of. Well, <laughs> one of us 
has no life, and the other one <laughs> has to chop up eyeballs. So let me be the one that puts in the effort. I mean, literally, I have a I have a page and I scribbled a graph on it. But why don't we go ahead and start with uh, toys that you can make easy on the cheap in the stingy section. Okay. So go ahead and what what things on your list uh, list qualify as stingy toys that you can make? Well, stingy. I mean. You can think of stuff you can get in the Dollar Tree, and now it's what is a dollar, dollar Tree Plus or whatever it is. Um, fly swatters. Fly swatters are awesome for ah. stingy. Yeah. Minus um, the flies. Plant- Before the flies. Yeah. So you don't smack yeah. fly guts on a butt because that's kind of nasty. Get Go ahead. No. Keep it that, clean. Yeah, that... Yeah, that just... Yeah, that, yeah I have two, two of them. Maybe color code them or something. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, Bo- hun, blue for hun, butts and which which one did you just hit me with? Because that felt bumpy. <laughs> that that felt a little crusty. That's not cool, bro. Not cool. <laughs> Color coded. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or uh, also first thing you can have rubber bands. You can you can use them several different ways. Where you can snap them against skin, or I've even seen, even seen people do kind of like bondage sessions with them. Oh, sure. Kind of tie back hands and stuff, and then smack them. Oh, absolutely. Rubber bands uh, are a great one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one I got into stingy um, plant canes. Those little bamboo sticks, kind of that kind of cause the uh, plants to grow straight up. They have those in the Dollar Tree. Or you can even really find them in Home Depot. And I think everybody on Perverted Podcast remembers my first experience playing with those bamboo canes. How they can snap. So you got to be a little careful. But you know that could be stingy as yeah, well. Yeah, the bamboo is a splinter. Rattan or acrylics, they don't have that splinter effect. Acrylics are a lot meaner. But rattan right. is what they use in most cane makers in the uh, kink community. They'll use a rattan because it's very flexible. It's hard to break. And when it does, it doesn't splinter as bad as bamboo. So as long as you watch out, like if something starts to crack, I know we said we'd save safety till the end, but let's just incorporate where it's needed. Right. If, if something cracks and it only costs a couple bucks please don't try to save that toy exactly just go ahead and let that go so you don't have to dig splinters out with tweezers unless that's your kink risk aware consensual kink <laughs> what else is on your stinging list uh that's all i got for stingy what do you have okay well uh for me i got uh first off a lot of good ones all ones i didn't have um on mine i had spoons and spatulas Oh, yes. Wooden spoons and spatulas. Crepe spatulas are really good. You can get you can get those in, in most uh, kitchenware uh, stores for only a couple okay. bucks. Um, the metal mm-hmm. ones, the acrylic ones, the plastic ones, what do they call? I don't, whatever fucking planet killing fucking ingredients in those things. <laughs> um, spoons, of course, wood spoons and things like that. Once again, you got to watch, you know, because if they break, they can splinter. You got to watch out for those. Right. But those, of course, are, are go-tos in a lot of uh, cheapy toy bags. Uh, yardsticks. Uh-huh. Your basic yardsticks. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, there's all different types of rulers. There's short rulers. There's yard meter sticks, whatever you call it. Um, once again, they can break. They can break pretty easy. Um, if you want to reinforce them with tape, like every you know eight inches, put a you know couple wraps of tape around it. It'll last a lot longer. Right. Um, you can cover huh. sticks and anything. And we'll get to that when we get into thuddy. Uh-huh. But yard sticks are good. Paint stirs, uh, which out here we just yes. call them paint sticks, and uh-huh. those are magical magical toys especially the ones that fill the big that stir the bigger buckets you have the small ones that are like for the one gallon i don't i'm trying to make uh what do they call a gallon in the uk come on kids perverted podcast at gmail.com i should have a fucking table well it'd be more than a liter because i think there's like 3.88 or 2.8 liters or something in gallons so i fucking know Uh whatever there's the little paint stick (laughs) and the bigger fucking paint stick for the big ass bucket and you want the ones that are the big ass ones in uh mm-hmm. that you use in the bigger buckets because you can dip those in plastic they have this stuff called tool dip you can sand them you can burn them you can dye them with food colors and all sorts of things to make them look cool but in general i've played and i've shared this on the show i've done an entire hour-long play scene on two bottoms 
with one paint stick because you can you can wow. smack it on the smacky side and it has that sting but then you can literally just turn it on its side and whack them with the side of it and it also acts like a thuddy stingy cane so awesome. and if you hold it in the middle you can you know do the little thing where you double and it's really a, a mm. super versatile and you can get it in any paint store and they if they charge for them they cost maybe you know a quarter 50 cents uh, yeah. something like that I really am obsessing with convert UK conversion here and it's driving me insane <laughs> well I talked to somebody a friend yesterday and we were doing Celsius to Fahrenheit for our entire phone conversation and uh, and so I guess I'm just like I should have a table in front of me that just says what it is but whatever the big ones the little ones you can glue the little ones together I've actually done that the little paint stirrers because they're only about, mm -hmm. you know, a foot long. And you can actually, like, glue pennies in the middle to give it more weight and then glue another stick on top. And now it's a weighty little stick Ooh. that you can smack thighs with. And that's a that's a real good one to do on the cheap. Old credit cards for Scratchy. You can literally oh, take okay. your old yeah. credit cards and a pair of scissors and cut a serrated edge in it or cut sharp teeth into it. And then literally just use that and scratch that over the skin for a scratchy sensation play. Huh. And I've seen, I know some people that use a credit card to kind of simulate a knife because it's kind of got that similar, you know, especially in somebody's blindfold, you won't know the difference between somebody kind of running a knife blade over you or running a credit card over you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But if you want to use it, obviously, if you cut it, it's not going to fit in a goddamn machine. So that's why I say old credit cards. Right. Unless <laughs> you have a problem spending and you need to, you know, curb your spending, then by all means, fuck up your credit cards, make them a great kink tool and save money not being a shopaholic. I think it's a win-win. There you go. If you're going to go to Scratchy, you can also, uh, bamboo skewers are really good because you could poke and scratch with them. Yeah, the, the, the shish kebab the skewer thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pokey, pokey scratch. Those are amazing. You can use, right, we've talked a lot on the show about just using a toothpick. Like you can literally, oh. if you hold a toothpick, kind of put your thumb and maybe just give it like a little teeny quarter inch of space. You can actually push that into the skin. You can hold that up to someone's throat and create, especially if someone's blindfolded. If you're mm -hmm. going to have ugly toys, use a blindfold and then the person <laughs> won't know. Like literally, if you're actually have to make these toys because you just don't have the money and you're a little embarrassed before you open your bag, just say, I'm going to blindfold you and, uh, yeah. and, and let their imagination run wild. Um, so toothpicks can work. The kebab sticks can work. Plastic forks and knives oh, yeah. are absolutely fine. There's the serrated edge on a plastic. Um, I mean, you can use silverware too. Obviously you can put a little more mm -hmm. pressure on, uh, on metal silverware or a plate where I don't, whatever fucking, you know what I mean? Forks and knives. Um, that works really good. Toothbrush. You can get a good, firm, old toothbrush. Oh, and that can go that. great on oh. genitals um, or over nipples. Oh. Uh, if you want to add some toothpaste to it, um, sure, I guess you'll get a little bit of stingy. <laughs> Uh, a little burning said so we're getting into chemical play now. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, you can go ahead and mint up that clit or tip of the dick. Make your make your <laughs> dreams come true. Um, make a minty fresh. Yeah. Or you could take your roommate's toothbrush, passive aggressive, and play with your oh. partner. And then put it. Don't do that. That's dick. No. That is no. bad boogie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even a bad lot, there's a lot of people that masturbate with uh, the back end, like not, not even the brush end. But if you have an electric toothbrush, you can literally just turn it over and not put the brush part on your clit. You can. But uh, to get the more firm feel, uh, you can masturbate with an electric toothbrush. Lots of people have done that. Huh. Never thought of that. You one. know, save save a uh, hundred bucks on a fucking good Hitachi or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and if it plugs in, it'll last a long time. They're all, my God, she really is into her oral hygiene. She's been in there for twenty seven <laughs> fucking hours. 
Uh, so is that all you got for a scratch? That's fine. Once again, this, these are just us starting lists and things we know we've used, other people have used. But once again, when you're making toys, it's that whole excitement, like especially if you're new to all of this, you're eventually going to be screwed just like the rest of us. You're going to be like, oh, I can actually make toys. And you're going to go into places and all of a sudden you're going to get the bug. You're going to figure out your own math on how to make toys. And next you're going to be in every fucking store for at least the first two years of your kink career. Scratching yourself, hitting yourself, touching the ends, lovingly feeling the texture and dexterity of just about every goddamn thing you put your hands on. And you can even see it. Like when you're really looking around in the hardware store or whatever, you can totally see people are kinky. Because who the fuck picks up a paint stick and like looks around and then starts tapping it on the side of their fucking leg? <laughs> Come on, man. It's almost like a it's like that Jesus fish. Like when you walk up and you want to let someone know you're a fucking Christian and not be persecuted. You make the little fish symbol in the sand. Seeing kinky people hit themselves with shit in a fucking dollar store. That's ours. That's what we that's what we do. And we <laughs> nod at each other. We're all fucking pervert. Study. Yes, study. What, what do you have? Uh, you go ahead and go first. Okay. Um, study, actually, uh, ping pong paddles would be really good. Very I've seen people use um, flip flops. Absolutely. Like just cheap. I have. I yeah. glued them together on a paint stick. And then it makes the loudest wow. sound. If you take two flip-flops, Path Girl, and you put a, mm. one of those big paint sticks in the middle, and then you glue the two ends of the flip-flop around it, and that becomes the loudest, thuddiest smacker tool that you will ever use. I had one that had two, like, little, uh, you know, uh, My Little Pony unicorns mm. on it. And uh, had it for years, and Pete, you could hear it throughout the entire dungeon, and it didn't hurt at all. But uh, yeah, but it just made a huge smack. made a wow. huge smack, <laughs> and so it scared the bottom. And then they're like, "Oh, that didn't hurt much at all. It's very thuddy." Yeah, yeah, flip. yeah. I've seen a lot of a lot of different tops that have uh, flip flops in there, and you know, it's just it's kind of fun to see. Um, toy bats, you know, like the little uh, wiffle ball bats or things like that. Or I've even seen people have like the really small like toddler bats that are really those are really good and thuddy. Right. Um, and then you can start going into like the hardware stuff, like rubber hammers or mallets. Sure, those are really sure. Really Got to be a little more careful. When, the more weight yes. that something has on it, you have to watch for deep bruising. That's what mm-hmm. some things you may not see and a lot of these things, especially when you start getting into rubber mallets and stuff like that. You're going to start mm-hmm. really low and it's going to give you a really deep thud, but you can cause a lot of muscle bruising in uh, something yeah. like that if you hit too hard. So always be careful with the thick things, but absolutely, that's great. What else you got? Yeah. Uh, and then the last one I have is uh, actually a do-it-yourself thing. You could put rice in an old sock and tie it up. <laughs> I and put that's beans. super, super thuddy. I put beans. Really? Oh, yeah. that's, that's, no, it's that's actually, even better. <laughs> it's actually a great idea. Well, you can put whatever the hell you want in it, but absolutely true. Maybe get some old sweat socks, gym socks, and then, yeah, just uh, maybe double it up. So if in case there's a mm-hmm. hole, you don't fling rice and beans all over the house. Um, you know, double <laughs> up the socks, not, you know, fill it with maybe, what, like three, five ounces of dried something. and uh, Right. And then just go ahead, and once again, you can get a nice swing, and then you can get that thud. But, of course, be very careful. That's why I say you should always double, at least double, because, man, if you take one big swing, that thing will break open, (laughs) and it'll be like a fucking bird-killing wedding. (laughs) It's just rice everywhere. And then you're going to have mad DMs. Mad DMs going, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on shit like that. As the ex-janitor of a dungeon, yes, people would make those mistakes. Glitter. And, oh, so what, what do you got for Thuddy? On uh, Thuddy, I have, um, you surely nailed it on the uh, the socks and, and the... And uh, the ping pong paddles. Ping pong paddles can also be stinging, though. But once again, you can also wrap. Like if you get like little faux fur or bunny fur or something like that, Mm -hmm. you can glue that to a paddle. I had a bunny 
uh, bunny fur ping pong paddle for years. And it was great because it gave a good thuddy sound. It was really small, but it was also very soft because it had bunny fur on it. That was a real good one. So a good idea on that one. I put down, you know, those noodle, those pool noodles. Yes. Where it's Mm -hmm. just a flotation device. It's just a long styrofoamy whale choking fucking piece of something that's literally going to kill dolphins and whales and sea turtles and everything. You can save those sea animals by taking that, uh, once out of, out of your neighbor's yard. And, uh, they all have a hole in them. They're hollow in the in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so you could put a wood dowel uh, in that and then make yourself a handle and just cut it into whatever pieces you need. And that's a that's a great, fun, thuddy thing. It's actually a really good massage. Oh, yeah. It's a good massage mm-hmm. tool to use something like that. Anything wrapped around a stick is good. You can duct tape. Literally, you can take old shirts or old wash rags and, you know, duct tape it around a stick so that it stays on real good. And that's always a good thuddy, uh, a yeah. good deep thuddy type of thing. But once again, be- or if it, go ahead. It, I was about to say, if you got an old uh, length of old PVC pipe laying around somewhere, you could cap it off and put some sand in it or put something in there and kind of use that as something that's like a thuddy stick also. Absolutely. Another fantastic idea. All right, let's go on to bondage. Kind of bondage um, stuff bondage, you have? Bondage, you could... Yeah, bondage, I mean, you could pretty much pick up old belts from Goodwill or any one of your local thrift stores. Those make uh, good wrist cuffs or you could even use as, as restraints. Um, most lengths of rope, um, I, I remember hearing in the news that like Home Depot and all the home stores saw a huge uptick in like braided nylon or NFP rope being sold after Fifty Shades came out. Right. So everybody was trying to play around with rope. <laughs> right. Um, I know one of your favorites probably, pallet wrap. Would be great Absolutely, for it's on my list. Plastic rack, the the pallet wrap that they wrap pallets up or the shrink wrap, whatever. Um, it's pretty easy to get in hardware stores. They use it in all shipping things. You can order it online. Uh, it lasts quite a, a long time, and it's a great way for bondage. That is a kind of a safer bondage if you leave like at least the feet, and you know you're not going to wrap their whole face and whatever you know. That can be extreme, right. but we won't, we're not going to talk about extreme bondage, but surely for light bondage that somebody can actually peel their way out of if there's an emergency, the plastic mm. wrap is is really good for that. And it's and it's obviously very cheap. And then if people see it, you're like, oh, you know, yeah, we we moved and uh, there's still some of that crap <laughs> left over or whatever. But yeah. that's pretty good. And then, of course, um, paper towels and duct tape. And the reason I say for for bondage or whatever, um, once again, if you're going to have any bondage or any homemade type of bondage, you're going to want to have some safety scissors right there. And I'm going to, once again, reiterate, you never, ever leave somebody who is in bondage and cannot fend for themselves. The second that they are incapacitated, they are 100% your responsibility. Do not leave them. People have died many, many times uh, being left alone or not being watched closely during uh, heavy bondage scenes or even light bondage yes. scenes if something happens or if they have a problem or they can't, What blah, 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 blah. Um, and people yes, have made mistakes. And it can be innocent, but have those safety scissors uh, that are there. If you are going to use tape to bind someone's hand together, Wrap some paper towel around first so you don't rip off all their skin and hair, uh, you know, by putting uh, tape directly on their skin. Put something over it, even if it's an old wash rag or something like that. That's a real easy uh, way to do. Of course, cheap rope. Once again, if you're going to do any rope with people, at least go on YouTube and learn some basic ties so you don't make knots that once again tie someone in a dangerous situation that you can't get them out of. Um, spend a little bit of time on all the bondage because once again, bondage moves up into the edge play. Be careful. Uh, but lots of fun. Right. Um, yes. What about homemade floggers? Um, actually, I saw one online, which I absolutely love. You know those Red Vines licorice uh, strings? You can do that. You can that. make that yes. into a flogger. And it's a, and it's stingy, and then you, get, you eat the evidence, or you have a little who might want to sit there and eat it afterwards. <laughs> you can use. Uh, 
I guess you still have to use tape or something to kind of hold it together. To kind of hold it together. At the end, yeah. but you yeah. can eat, you know, all the way up to the tape. I mean, eat the tape if you want. I don't give a fuck. Risk aware, consensual <laughs> tape eat. I'm sure it's going to come out great tomorrow uh, when you poop. Um, so yeah. you can make floggers out of tape. You can literally just take duct tape or any uh, construction type of tape, fold it in half, roll it, and just make line after line after line after line, and then tape one end, and then now you have a cat of nine tails or a flogger. You can nice. obviously do it with rope. I have a TikTok video. Well, no, I have a YouTube video that literally you can take cheap rope and make a flogger in under one minute. You literally wow. just grab one end of a 50-foot piece of cheap rope, wrap it around your elbow like you're rolling up an extension cord, wrap, 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 cut all the ends on one side, squeeze the other end together, put tape around it. You have a flogger right there. Nice. And uh, if you want to make it stingier, you can knot the ends. It's really, really simple to do. You can use an old shirt, strip an old shirt into uh, long strips with a pair of scissors, not, you know, make knots up and down every few inches, make some knots, put a bunch of those strands together, put a tape around the end. You got another flogger. Nice. Uh, mountain lion. If you have an area where you live and there are wild mountain lions, you could go club one to death and then pick it up and start beating <laughs> someone with it. Um, it's a little more intensive when you do that. And uh, you have to have a little more bo upper body strength to do it. But you absolutely can use mountain lions uh, and club them to death. Their claws are still real good because it's kind of like you get all the things in it. You know what I mean, Path Girl? Like they have the claws, especially if you like push on the pads um, after you club them to death. Then when you beat people with the mountain lion, it's kind of it's like a big flogger. It's just a big, big flogger. Do you have any others for floggers? Um, I actually saw online somebody had a great idea. Go to a, a, a place that sells bicycles or does bicycle repairs and ask them for the old inner tubes that they yes. can't reinflate because they're broken. And those will make great floggers and whips. Yes. And they're, they're normally just in the garbage. If you go ask them, you can just go in the dumpster diving and grab them and you make a flogger out of that. And they're like, you fucking perverts. God damn it. <laughs> so real quick, because uh, there's so much to cover on these things, but I hope our, our newer kinksters that are listening to us uh, getting a lot of ideas that they can use as far as cleaning you can i mean you can use rubbing alcohol you know mix bleach with water make sure you you know wipe these things off these are not professionally made toys that are meant to hit people with these are all things that were not designed to hit people with so if you are going to hit people with them, understand that they have a limit. They may not be as strong. They may break in different places. There are unsuspecting things that can happen. But make sure you clean them with at least alcohol or bleach. And look for cracks because obviously they may crack easier, especially if you're working with weird plastics or woods or things like that. And just really keep an eye on those things. But my goodness, yes. literally for 10, 15 bucks... You could fill a toy bag. Well, God damn it, Path Girl. Let's go out and club some mountain lions. <laughs> Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're going to read your letters on perverted mailbox. Well, Boogie, speaking of being voyeurs and looking in on other people's lives. Bakura wrote to us, which is always good for uh, a little <laughs> entertainment because he's out there doing shit yes. and you and I are just sitting here reading about it. <laughs> so he writes to us and he says, Hey, thanks I want to give the, you, <laughs> uh, thanks I for the give, uplifter. <laughs> hey, I call it like it is. Okay. I'm not going to mince words and pretend we're something we're not. We're sitting here reading about it. Well, at least you're on OK Cupid. I'm sitting here reading about other people. Looking Shut up. What? <laughs> don't, don't make fun of me. I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm saying that you're actually braver than I am. God. Don't whine now. Okay. He writes to us and he says, I wanted to give you guys a rundown of Texas Kink Fest 2022. 
he goes up, you know, he gives us a bunch of information, which I'm just so grateful for. I was just sitting, grinning ear to ear, reading this, imagining myself there. He says there were performances by a fabulously flamboyant pirate by the name of Francois. These performances included some rather exciting reenactments of scenes from his books on stage, which required audience participation. I'm salivating just reading this. It brings back (laughs) memories of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and all I can think of is I want it to be I want to go to Texas. All right. He goes on and continues to whet my appetite by telling me there was also a fantastic comedy show made even better by the fact that the performing comedian had to try and tell all of his jokes while receiving oral sex. Boogie, that sounds like the coolest thing huh. on the planet. Good challenge. I, it's a, I, I can actually see you being challenged to do that and not being able to pull it off. <laughs> You'd be all like, oh, 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 oh. I bombed. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Can I get a napkin? Can I get a napkin or a Kleenex says, or someone? Perhaps a handkerchief. Gross. He says, unfortunately, the other the person putting on the event let us know that this would be the last Texas kink fest. It was definitely a somber moment in an otherwise amazing weekend, but we all understood. Still, there was plenty of skinny dipping and people running around half or completely naked. There were educational events that took place, including the proper way to perform oral sex on a woman. And I woke up on one morning, made a cup of coffee and watched wild and crazy sex happening as I sat on the couch underneath a canopy. Anyway, here's a picture of my partner naked wearing the PP mask proudly. That is the cutest picture on the planet. Did you see that? She's just standing under a canopy. I did, and I was very proud. With the PP mask on. It said PP on it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so I'm happy. I'm jealous. I'm envious. I think that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for them. That's I'm good. I can feel the Yay. bitter coming off of you like heat waves. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't love them so much, they haven't been such great fucking listeners for all these years. I'd be like, who the fuck cares, you fuck? <laughs> fucking loser, fucking, fucking Texas fist fucker fucking festival. Go ahead and rub it in our faces. Thank you. you. shit. Probably got fucking giant mosquito bites on your vulva. <laughs> yay! Yay! That is the end of show 356. It only took us four tries, but we did it. And Boogie says it's my fault because I tempted the podcast's gods by saying, hey, we started out really good. I guess he's not much of an atheist Ugh. because that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever Dance! heard. <laughs> Don't you fucking throw my atheism under the bus on this one. You probably pushed a button or something. <laughs> yes, that's it. All right. Push the fuck with boogie button. <laughs> Please visit us at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing just $5 a month if you give a fuck. And don't forget, you can always email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message to our perverted podcast profile called Perverted Podcast on FetLife. Yes, Kathy, an amazing show. Always a joy to hear other people having a great kinky life. (laughs) Sarcasm included. I'm very excited now to keep just marching forward with my life. I'm kidding. It's a good show. I love the fact that our listeners are getting back out there. We're all working on that. It's probably going to be a little bit slower for me, but that's okay. I'm in the zone, whatever that means, and I'm going for it. And it's exciting that we're doing this together, that we're sharing our victories, we're sharing our failures together. It's one of the things I love about this show and one of the things I love about our family here on Perverted Podcast. Thank you so much to all of our patron subscribers. Thank you to our glorious show sponsor, Headley. We are looking for a new show sponsor. Headley may be ready to to step aside from his glorious duties of of paternal instincts towards perverted podcasts. I don't know if that made sense. But uh, if you are interested in being a perverted podcast sponsor, please email us at pervertedpodcast.gmail.com. Kathy and I and the rest of the gang 
Word up. We'll see you next time. Yay. I met an angel. She took my last quarter. She said it was for her parking meter. And I, I melted right there. She was a Libra, but swore she was honest. She looked at my palm and she called me a prophet. And I, I melted right there. By the sound of your orchestral voice Oh, you're quite a fine Yes, it's true We walked on the ocean And tasted the salt breeze She made a crown for me Made out of seaweed And I, I, I Melted right there told her my thoughts of fate versus luck and she asked me if now was a good time to fucking know why I melted right there all these winter nights I am spared from the cold with our souls intertwined no stress on the mind I'm so While I was sleeping I heard my love weeping I opened my eyes And away she was creeping And I I Melted right there The note that she left me Was vague and deceiving She said that she loved me But had to be leaving And I I Melted right Right there